Hi everyone and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. My name is Gila Glassberg. I'm a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. And tonight I have Javi Glassberg, my sister-in-law and good friend, and Ariel Sugarman, my, just my good friend. <laughs> um, and tonight we are talking about how to practice good self-care on a budget. And the reason why I really wanted to bring Chavi and Ariel on here is because we talk about this all the time. Like, okay, great, we're doing good self-care, but we're also really trying to be aware of our budget. So Chavi actually asked me this question, how do you practice good self-care on a budget? So I'm going to put it over to Chavi, and I want you to elaborate on that question. Okay. So I'll give a little backdrop. So I was taking Gila's awesome intuitive eating course workshop. Um, So I'm just going to put a little plug in there, not because I'm family or whatever, but it was an awesome, awesome workshop. Um, And it really just got me thinking about a lot of issues surrounding self-care and really issues, you know, not just like taking care of yourself amongst so many things like your life and your psychological health and your physical health and your all that stuff. So it got me thinking a lot about self-care, but I've also been very much so in a mode right now of trying to budget really effectively. Um, You know, like my husband and I are just in different circumstances in life. Thank God, good circumstances. And, you know, you want to move forward in life and you want to budget well and you know, thank God you have more kids and you need to budget all of those stuff in. And it's just, I couldn't wrap my head around how you're supposed to take care of yourself in a good way and in a proper way. When a lot of times those things just require you to spend extra. Like if I need to get out at night, you know, I need to hire a babysitter or, you know, during the day, if I need a little pick me up, like a salad, whatever, it's just those little things kind of like gnaw away at your budget and what your goals are in terms of how you want to spend your money. Um, So I'm just curious, like, how that all comes together at the end of the day. Right. It's a really good question. And like we were talking about before we started recording, it's really relevant for now because we're all going through the coronavirus and we're all, like, stuck inside. And I think, like, now even more so, we have to practice good self-care. And our, our resources are, like, limited. Like, exactly. like financially, even some people aren't able to make money this week or next week or who knows when. Right. And then exactly. like getting out to buy something might be like dangerous. Like we might <laughs> really not be able to. We laugh, but it's not funny. We laugh, but it's not funny. It's like really <laughs> intense. So I don't, I 
I think that self-care is really important. And I've spoken about this a lot on different like topics on my website and on my Instagram and everything. So I don't want to talk about that so much, but I want to, I do want to answer your question like practically. So I'm just going to scratch the surface of self-care a little bit. Like we, we know that like, if we don't practice good self-care, like everything falls apart because like, if we're not meeting our basic needs, like it's really hard to meet other people's needs optimally. So I think that it's kind of like it's become counterintuitive in our culture because we're always like just work, just do for other people. But then like at the end of the day, like we're just falling apart. So right. we have to just we have to go back to to the source and be like, hey, what is it that that I need in order to 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 function optimally, right? So so I I've spoken about this a lot, like learning your own love language and learning to give it to yourself, and also like having good like boundaries with other people. That could be a form of self care. So that that might not even require like money, but I think that like we've spoken a lot about Dave Ramsey. Also, I think that using his a lot of his techniques could that could also be like a form of self care, like like writing out like your budget like I, f I feel like that's like where we could even start like at a basic level like some people don't even know like what money they make and like what money they spend right right so until we do that it's really hard to say like oh I can't even afford that right that's true yeah. that's true you're absolutely right that's yeah no you're absolutely right sometimes you make like a blanket statement when in actuality like there is like a little discretionary you know, that you could put aside that could just be for things that you feel like you need. Right. I think also one piece of it is that people may not think that they have time to do something for themselves, but they don't realize how they're spending their time right. because they may spend their time like 30 minutes looking on Instagram on their phone <laughs> when that is relaxing, but there are other things that you could do for self-care during that time that you could have done, but you didn't realize you had the time, right. you know? Right. right. That's a good point. And I think that it's important for people to know, like sort of like a take, take an inventory on everything, like what you're making, what you're spending, where you're spending your time and also what fuels you. Because like I, I was actually, I mean, I've been using Instagram a ton over this time and I even spoke about this with my client today. I was like, well, is it, is it serving you? Like, is it, she's like, yeah, sometimes it really does serve me. Like it makes me laugh. Like the memes are really making me feel calm and I know for me like there are times where I'm just like so mindless and I go onto Instagram and then I see something that's like so upsetting like it just upsets me and I'm like then I feel gross I feel like why did I do that and then I'm like I don't feel good like I don't feel going feel good going forward and I'm like wait if I would have just if I would have just went for a walk during those five minutes like I would have felt so much better so I guess a lot of this a lot of times people will say to me like wow this is all so much work but like it's so much work the opposite also because if you don't do the work then you end up being you end up engaging in behaviors that like really don't serve you right does that make sense yes yeah. makes a lot of sense i like that yeah so i think it's important for you to know like i think that i'm just realizing this now in this interview that i just think that you just have to take like five steps back and be like okay what money am i making what money am i spending what are my values like what's important to me and I also say this a lot to my clients, like a lot of this stuff is going to be trial and error. Like you might, like I've said this before on some of my, on some of my interviews, but like, I used to think that I need a manicure every week. Like that's my self care. Like when I started getting really into it and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a man. I'm going to give myself permission to get a manicure every week. And then I remember being like, this is so annoying. Like I do not <laughs> want to sit in the manicure store every week, like letting my nails dry. Like I don't need it every week. 
it's like black and white, uh, black and white thinking. Like a lot of it is like, well, if I give myself, I think that people who struggle with this personality, like it could, it could be really hard to get over the barrier of doing good self care. Cause you're like, well, if I give myself a manicure every week, that's $10 a week, that's $40 a month. That's at, like, that's where I go in my mind. Right. Like, it really doesn't have to be every week. It could just be like you, it could be like you getting in touch with like your needs, like your emotions. And then like realizing when I feel X, this is what, like I need Y to feel better. Right. So it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be like that you're spending so much money or that you're spending so much time on this stuff. I think also part of it is just knowing like what you're saying, it's as needed, that there's that cushion that, you know, if you're in a bind, you know, you can do something for yourself. And that feels better knowing that than like having that weekly thing which ends up almost being annoying after a certain point, like you said, like you didn't want a manicure every week. Right. right. But just knowing that you could give yourself permission for that every week, you know, it's like a built in something that helps you get through it. Yeah. That's a really good point. It's a, it's a different mindset. Like I could, I, I think it's, it's kind of not like sad, but it is something like, wow, we're giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves. But I do think that that's the first step. Like, like, yeah, you might not end up needing that iced coffee every day or that manicure every week or that babysitter every, like, Javi, you said, like, if I want to go out at night, right? Right. So it, you might have to say, like, I can't go out every night, but, like, the gym on Wednesday night is, like, the most important thing to me. Right. Right. So you sort of put that in your, right, I hear, you focus it on that. Instead of making it like you can't do it all the time, obviously, but you set aside specific times. Right. And you might have to be creative. Like if exercising at night is like what you would want to be doing at at night, you might have to subscribe to something that you could do on your computer. Or if like going out with a friend, like you might have to call a friend. Right. 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 Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like what your, what your focus is, is sort of, you have to work on yourself Mm -hmm. to like switch your mindset before before you really make any like big self-care like move forward with your self-care basically because you have to know yourself right I mean I know that like people do like different things but I do think people would probably be surprised at how much they could do at home and that's free that could make them feel better give us an example right um, taking a bath, yeah. lighting a candle, listening to spa music all at the same time, yeah. even right. reading a book at the same time. And the library is free. Right. So <laughs> like the, you could pay for the bubbles in the bath, you know? Right. Um, I, a lot of times I'll give myself like an extra few minutes in the car. If I'm like picking up like one of my kids or if I have an extra few minutes, like just having those few minutes to myself or playing a really good song in the car or um I mean I like doing puzzles I know a lot of people don't but I find that very calming and relaxing um costs awesome. a little bit of money but it's really calming at night um I'm trying to think other things that I do those are all really good examples and I th- I, I hope that listeners will like gain a lot from that because like and you happen to be someone who doesn't really love going out, right? Right. That's true. Like, I love to go out. Sometimes Gila has to, like, beg me. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But, like, I think, and I also think that, like, this is touching a lot on, like, the limiting, limiting beliefs and, like, scarcity mindset that I talk a lot about is that, like, people will automatically say, like, I don't have the time and I don't have the money. 
and then right. they narrow like they they get themselves stuck like well if i had you know i did the same thing like we all do it but like oh if i had those whatever those that circumstance or like like i i always do that in my head i'm like well well, her parents are rich. Like, I know her parents are rich, even though I don't know her parents are rich. I'm just, like, saying, well, yeah, that's, of course, why she's going, like, to face that program, you know? Like, we all do that, but, like, right. we're just, I think that we are afraid. It's such a good point that you mean, Javi, like, looking inside yourself. Like, we all need to, our job in this world is to look at ourselves and take care of ourselves and better ourselves. Right. And it is really easy, especially with the internet and Instagram, it's really easy to look at other people's lives and compare our lives. It's so natural and normal, but like, like, again, like, is it serving us? Like, what is it doing for us? Right. Right. So, right. So then my next question is now based on our situ current situation and Pesach is coming and I'm not trying to be like a crazy whatever but the reality is is that all of us are going to be home and making Pesach and you know we're all going to be in a situation where like maybe not making as much money or you know a spouse is home or you know just having to be a little tighter on what we spend on mm -hmm. and I'm just curious I just want tips and tricks of you know, self-care things that we can do to not make it like an overloaded experience or, you know, things that you thought about maybe like going into this whole, you know, next few weeks. So that's, that's a good question. It's, it's, I'm going to answer it with something that my client said tonight. She asked me the same thing and then she answered it herself. She's like, I want permission to not have a fancy Pesach. Like I want that permission. <laughs> like, we're all I totally I, hear I'm that. Gonna impress yeah. my guests and every year I make it this because I want to impress people and she's like I don't want that this year like right. like a lot of a lot of the things that we do like I remember when I was a Kala my Kala teacher said it's like a long story so I'll tell it in short but she said that like every year the teachers would give out these like really nice bags for for the not every year but the like the first grade when her daughter was in first grade she would get like this bag to decorate her daughter's sitter bag and then her next daughter, her daughter was one year apart. So the next daughter, they didn't do it. And so she asked the teacher, like, why didn't you do it anymore? So she's like, too many, too many of the mothers were complaining that like, it was too much work. And then she was like, I know one of these mothers, like she stays up till like five o'clock in the morning, every Shabbos and makes like these fancy cakes and makes like a kiddish. And she's like, and she wasn't like judging her, but she was just like, maybe she's just like trying to, she won't like decorate her daughter's sitter bag, but like she wants to impress the whole neighborhood with like these five story cakes, you know, like, right. why are we like, I mean, Pesach is very hard to make, don't get me wrong, but like, it's you, it's like, it's kind of like making a Shabbos, just like you also have to turn over. So, but if you're also right. going to have guests and you're also going to try to make it fancy, like then we come to the Seder depleted. We know a lot of people that do that. And then we're like what's the point like what's right. the whole point like right it's hard it's hard to be different it's hard to like not meet a standard but you have to really ask yourself like why am I trying to meet that standard right that's true I feel like though it's so interesting because I keep saying this to like my sisters and we're because we're talking and planning and whatever it's so interesting that the situation that we're put in this year that there will be no standards like you're going to be home by yourself in right. your houses right like I feel like it's such an eye-opener like doesn't matter what dresses you bought. It doesn't matter. Like you literally just like make what your family wants and mm -hmm. needs and you know, what nourishes them, what nourishes you, like what you're in the mood for. Like, it's just about your immediate family, which I feel like when was the last time you've done that? Like right. for a big hug, you know, right. for a big holiday. 
Yeah, it's a good lesson to learn, by the way, because we're like, what are we, are we buying the dresses to impress the, our family or our friends? Are we making the fancy meal to like nourish our kids or to like impress, impress people? It's important. Right. right. It's an important, it's an important question to ask ourselves. Uh, I'm not saying that you're doing that heavy. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Also like the Pesach programs, every, like people have told me, they're like, yeah, they're so over the top. There's so much food. Like, like maybe that's not, I mean, like I'm not judging anyone and everyone's allowed to do whatever they want, but like, maybe like we're just supposed to live a little bit simpler this year. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Basic. Go back to some basic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I also wanted to say something interesting that, um, my therapist actually asked me once, like we were talking about like things that like make me feel really happy. I probably have told you this, like both of you like separately, but like things that made me really happy. And like one of it for, one of it for me was like going out with a friend for lunch on a Friday when like, I guess during the chaos in my house. And she's like on a zero, uh, zero to 10, like how happy were you? So let's say I said like, Oh, an eight or a nine. So she's like, wow, like for $7 and an hour on a Friday for you to be like an eight or a nine on the happiness scale, like how worth it is that? And that goes back to like the beginning of the interview. Like we have to really know like what brings us joy and happiness and like what fills our own love tank, which is knowing, which is first of all, you have to know what your love language is, but you also have to learn to give it to yourself. And like, how powerful is that? That we're like, we're no longer victims. Like we could learn like what we need and learn to give it to ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally hear that. Um, I have one example. Maybe this is my victory I'm going to share with you <laughs> that I did. Um, so you just, it just made me think of it because of what you just said, like on the scale of how happy it makes you, fulfilled, all that. Um, so I did it for my last, for, I just had a baby, well, not just, but 10 months ago. Um, and after she was born, so there was just like a lot of complications with like New Jersey disability and blah, blah, blah. And I worked from home, thank God. So I'm able to continue working at home like after she was born. Um, but I am still entitled to up to three months of paid leave. Um, but it's like, a, whatever, it's like a percentage of your pay, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't end up taking it. I only took three weeks and then I went back to work. And I kept on having this like gnawing feeling of like, why am I doing this? Like, you know, like as the months went on, and like, I can't do it because I really need the money. And like, it's just not like even really need the money, but like, I like when things are organized. Like I know exactly what my paycheck is. I don't have to deal with like, you know, half paychecks and getting the rest from the government, blah, blah. So then it's funny while we were doing, while I was doing Gila's course, I don't know if I told you this Gila, but in the middle of it, I had a whole conversation with my husband and I took the rest of the leave because you could take it throughout the first year. And I just took it. Like I put in for the hours and I just took it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, these hours are mine. I'm like, we'll figure it out. This is important. And like, I can't even tell you the weeks, like those weeks afterwards were, were heavenly. We're like beyond, you know? So I feel like you're right. Sometimes you get stuck in like this money mode of, mm -hmm. you know, things have to add up exactly. But sometimes there are things that like are bigger than that you know, and that really like instill you with a lot of energy and, you know, things that you need that you don't realize because yeah. you're so stuck on your paycheck, right. you know? Yeah. We, I mean, we all are, but I mean, this is like, I feel like this is all like very like woo woo hippy dippy stuff, but like I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of this like work just for my business. And like, um, 
and my personal life, like a lot of my mentors are people who I speak to. They're like, if you need it, Hashem will give you the money. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. Like we all have to be responsible and it seems like it doesn't make sense, but it's like, we're basically telling Hashem, like Hashem, I have a need, but I can't meet it because you're not giving me the money. And like by saying to Hashem, like Hashem, I know what my needs are. I don't see the money in my bank account, but I know if it's a need, you'll give it to me. And then we like take that leap. Like the money always comes. Right. Oh, I, or interestingly, like in a different way, the help will come because um, for a while I've been thinking about hiring like more help during the week, like a babysitter, cleaning lady, like more hours. Um, but I really didn't feel comfortable spending the money, but I just reached a point where I said, you know what, like I have to. So I really started seriously um, inquiring about getting a babysitter, cleaning lady type person. Um, I had a few leads. I was going to start really reaching out. And, um, and then I got a call from a school about sending me a chesed girl Yay. once a week. Wow. That's so awesome. And just like that, just like that, I had started getting a chesed girl come. Wow. Wow. So That's awesome. Yeah. It was the timing that was really shocking. And I really felt like, like I was doing my part, you know? Exactly. So, I'm to care so, of the rest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I have so many examples just with my business, but like there's like, I've written down like business plans and like ideas and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to afford that. Or I don't know how I'm going to get that. And then like an intern like reached out or like, maybe it wasn't about the money. Like maybe like, I talk about this all the time, but like in the surrendered way, she says like saying like, you say what your need is to your husband and like, you just let him figure it out. And like, we're kind of doing that to Hashem because like, we know if we say to him, if we say to Hashem, like, yeah, I know I need, like, I know I need like, whatever, more room. Like I, like I need to buy a house, but like, um, we don't have the money. Like it just won't happen. And we're, then Hashem's saying, okay, fine. Yeah, it won't happen. But if you're like Hashem, like I'm at the point in my life where like, we need extra space. Like Hashem's saying, wow, she's like really relying on me. Right. So it's the same thing with the self-care. Like we, and, and I've said this a million times also, like the way that we take care of ourselves is the way that we're modeling for our children to take care of themselves. And ultimately like when we're overly meeting their needs and overly taking care of them and we become like a shmata, we're kind of teaching them like, don't take care of yourself. Right. So like yeah. for us to do this and to really like think like, what are my needs? Like I'm like, it's really important for me to be healthy and to be happy then we're, we're teach we're, we're just being better for everyone else. Right. I hear. Yeah, for sure. It's very powerful. I never thought about that. Like, even though I'm, I feel like you have said this to me before, but it's interesting. Like if we take care of our kids so much that we don't take care of ourselves, then what they learn is to just take care of people without taking care of themselves. Yeah. Right. It's true. That's that's very that's a big deal yeah yeah really true yeah it's really true and like I totally get why like I it's a beautiful thing by the way like how many women I speak to who struggle with taking care of themselves like uh, like theoretically it's beautiful like yeah they want to do for everyone else but just like at the end of the day like if you if you don't fill up your cup like you don't have anything to pour from and it sounds like so cliche but it's it's just so true like like there's so many there's so many like there's so many good things in our lives and if we don't like have time to process it or we, we can't really access those good things because we're not like we're not really like living for ourselves if we don't have time to like even breathe or think about ourselves and also like I have a friend who um, <clears throat> has really 
started taking care of herself, but she's realized it's almost like too late in terms of her husband all these years. He like doesn't know how to do anything around the house because she, she always did everything. Right. And he like really doesn't know, like it shocks me and I almost think she's joking, but she's really not. He really, really doesn't know right. how to put the kids to sleep or help making food for Shabbos or things like that. But he'll learn, like that's the thing, like we all are so like resilient and, and we learn to compensate where people can't. And that's, I, I do think that's why people don't, I, I think that's why like our kids, if we are always just taking care of them, they become so dependent on us because mm-hmm. we're not teaching them to be self-sufficient. Right. Teaching them like when you fall, I'll pick you up. Right. Right. So we're like sort of enabling them to, we're like the enabler, like, which is really hard to hear. I think even for myself, because it's like, we just want to do good. Like, we just want to help you. We just want to do like what's right. But like at the end it's of the tough day, like, balance. It, it is a tough balance, but I think that like the smoke alarm should be when we feel like we're falling apart and we feel yes. so unhappy. Right. And by the way, I don't think that going to sleep at seven o'clock when you collapse after taking care of everyone else the whole day is considered like self-care. Right. I mean, if you need to go to sleep and you're tired, that's okay. But I, I that would make me sad if that was my, how I spent my evenings because I was just so exhausted and collapsing, you know? Right. You mean like people just falling asleep at seven and like not getting back up? Right. Like they just go to sleep because their kids are asleep now and they are done and they need to sleep because they're exhausted. So I get that, but it's sad because there's still so much they could do for themselves. Right. They don't have a day to themselves. They just have a day for their family. Yeah. It's really hard. It is really hard. I want people to like, I, I'm so obsessed with this, you know that, but like, I really want people to, I think we lost Heidi. Um, yes. <laughs> I really do want people to know that like, this is, you could always start, like, even if your husband doesn't know how to do anything, he'll learn and your kids will learn and right. everyone, uh-oh. sorry, um, everybody, something popped up on my screen. Yeah, same. Oh, everyone will just adjust and like having I just took Sima Spetner's um, parenting course and she was saying that like an unhappy a negative home breeds on breeds angry people and like we yeah. we kind of just we want if we want to be positive we have to do that we have to make ourselves happy there's no other way 100% um so I'm not sure where have you went but do you have any other like questions comments well I think that in in the circumstances we're in now because of the coronavirus i do think that's a whole different level of self-care without leaving your house and without spending money right so obviously it's only been a few days i haven't quite figured it out myself but um taking a walk at night has been really nice for me um and also also i mean you can definitely still take baths you can definitely still read um oh the Libby app the 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 library app where you could get books or, or oh you- ebooks right books yeah yeah so i forgot about that so mm-hmm. there's i think we're gonna have to be like creative yeah um and we have to figure it out as we go but I do think there's probably still plenty of ways to fit in that self-care, even when we're all stuck inside. Yeah. Or just like lowering our standards. Like 
if we yes, like canned food, frozen food. Right, that's a good point too. Helping mm-hmm. them survive. Sometimes <laughs> cereal works too. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's really great. We have to because like we, I really do think that people like at this point are like kind of in danger of like isolation or just like cabin fever, but like seriously, like their mental health is like at stake. And I think that the easier you can make it, like the better, because like this is really hard. Like it's a really hard thing that we're all going through. Like we were not expecting that our kids would be out of school. We were not expecting right. any of this. So like we have to just we have to just like 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 Rachel Tuckman wrote on her Instagram, like today's goal, survive. <laughs> like, <laughs> our standards. Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Wait, so Ariel was giving tips on different yeah. self at home. Yes, yeah, so I asked her like if she has any other comments or questions, and Ariel was saying like a lot of these things are still free, like taking a bath, reading, taking right. a walk. I think that we all need to get fresh air during this time. Taking our kids outside, taking them on yeah. walks, yeah, 100%. keeping even keeping windows open and having like a breeze. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it feels good. One hundred percent. Yeah, we've been outside a lot. You have to. There's no yeah. other way to. No other way. I We've think become that, very well acquainted with the trail behind our house. Like very well acquainted. Yeah. You yeah. have to do that. I think that like things like this, like Zoom meetings or like keeping up with friends is like really, really important because it's like so easy to like just become isolated. And like that is yes. really dangerous for people's mental health. And yes. it's just like fun, like talking to other women about like what's going on in their lives. So like that this that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this like as an interview because like we're all in it like together seriously like the whole world is going through this and like we need to talk about it we need to process it like we need to help each other get through it yeah right totally yeah yeah and that's another really good self-care tip by the way because I remember I did one of my workshops and somebody was like well what if you can't afford a therapist and I was like you could always put together like some form of support group that's free. Like when Ariel and I were really into the surrendered wife, like we were like, okay, let's do a Habura and me and Ariel and another woman. And like, it really helped. And it was free. And we met on the phone and we didn't have to leave our house. Like, like when we say like, I have no choice like we put ourselves in a box. I mean, there are also just like to piggyback on that. There are so many self-help books that are really, really amazing. And it does take effort to A, buy them and B, read them and, you know, um, actually do what they are asking you to do in these books and be introspective. But it's, uh, it's can be very, very powerful. Yeah. It's, it's important though. I feel like you have to find people who are on the same wavelength as you. Cause I feel like when you read something like that and it really touches on something, you like need to share it with people to sort of like get it out. But it's hard mm-hmm. to find people like you have to make sure people are on that wavelength of like wanting to grow and to introspect and to learn like new tactics and things like that. Like, I feel like not everybody has that yes, edge to them, which mm-hmm. like sometimes can come off. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have that growth oriented mindset. I think. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why boundaries is another form of self care, by the way, because like sometimes when like somebody is like really affecting negatively affecting us, like it could just make us act crazy and feel bad about ourselves. And that could, that just lowers our happiness and creates a lot of negativity. So it doesn't mean that we have to cut those people out of our lives, but it could just mean that we have to make like stronger boundaries. Like those people, I'm not going to talk to that person every day, or I'm not going to talk to that person when I'm already upset. 
like, like right. silly, like small, it's not silly, but like those small things are a form of self-care. They don't really cost money. Like, I mean, I don't think so. No, you're right. Those types of, no, you're absolutely right. When you make those decisions to do those types of boundary things, um, it really does make a difference in your day. You're right. It is self-care without spending an ounce of money, <laughs> honestly. Right. Right. And it is very introspective. Like, oh, I didn't realize that. That's why it comes like back to like, just noticing like how it, how it affects you, like how, how this part of self-care affects you positively or negatively. And like, if it makes such a big impact that somebody like really, or somebody or a group of people, or like, let's say like you have, you just, said like sharing about a certain book or about something some sort of mindset like sometimes having like a safe person who understands you in that way could be like such a big form of self-care like just having that one person that like you talk to about about self-help books when you know like your your other friends are like you are so weird (laughs) (laughs) it definitely helps like I know for me I'm obsessed with self-help books and I love finding other people that like like the same books as me you know 100% I also like I love podcasts now well partially to you Gila I feel like you introduced me to podcasts um and it's so funny like I know my audiences like some people I'll share a podcast with and they're like oh my gosh like I listened to it 10 times other people are like oh if I have time like I'm not really sure where that app is on my phone I'm like you're not interested (laughs) totally totally yeah, and that's that's just part of like I guess knowing our needs. Like it's so it's such a good feeling when you know when you like meet someone who like gets like your passions and like gets like what like you're excited about and gets like like I think it also this ties into like marriage and the surrendered wife also, but like also self-care. Like sometimes we think like, oh, we need to like talk to our husband about like our like our deepest thoughts and we need to like have like really good conversations about those types of things but like maybe we just need to find a friend and like stop nagging your husband about it because like <laughs> you might just not be that person for every single conversation right speaking I'm of angries. right okay <laughs> <laughs> okay guys do you have any other questions comments um what? website really do you cool. want people to find you at i hope to have you on again if you have any other thanks questions. for having us you were yeah, a good host awesome, thank, thank you it was really so fun much. it was really fun that was really awesome it was really comprehensive it's good a good answer. idea good thanks. advice thanks. i like it everybody stay safe i have to say that yeah right. you too well- Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.